Hello, this is Catherine, as I know I need to stop talking. Hello, loves, happy new year. It's January. It's actually the 10th of January, so I don't quite know how I'm only now doing a New Year's podcast. I feel like I missed a week. Did I miss a week? I feel like I did. It's so discombobulating, isn't it? That strange period between Christmas and New Year, which, let's be honest, all the days always blur into one, even in normal times. But in a pandemic... I couldn't have told you which way up I was, let alone what day of the week it was. I think I might have said on on last time's podcast, or maybe not, who knows, time has ceased to have meaning, that I took time off the whole time off between Christmas and New Year for I think the first time ever. It was lovely, but now I know why I don't do it because I, I genuinely went back to went back to work. I think I practically felt jet lagged because my entire body had shifted to some other weird time zone where we were eating lunch at like three o'clock in the afternoon and yeah, it was all all very strange. So apologies that I, I missed a week. I didn't realise until I looked back and thought, Oh, it's a long time ago since I last posted. But great excitement because I'm recording this from my new desk. I know, right? At the grand old age of thirty nine and a little bit I have, for I think the first time since probably about, when I was about nine maybe, I've got my own desk. I've been working from home since March in last year, so nearly a year now, and I have improvised various options for for working but but none of them have involved actually sitting at a desk and now I've got my own desk it's beautiful I wish I could show you all a picture it was handmade by some lovely people I now realize that I completely should have found out before starting to record this what the name of their company is but they were on Etsy I'll find their name and I'll put it on the blog so that you too could we could all have matching desks how good would that be but it's a thing of absolute beauty more importantly it means we can play the game of what kind of shit's on Catherine's desk. It's not very big, my desk, so you'd think, oh, there's not much room for lots of shit to be on that. Think again. Think again, my friends. Think again. So looking around me, what can I see? I can see an empty tin of biscuits. I'm gluten-free, so I think, think maybe what my family have done is eaten all the really nice Christmas biscuits and then left the tin here for me as, as, as a show of generosity or as a look what you could have won, probably that. Fellow gluten-free people will, will share my pain on that. So there's an empty tin of biscuits. There is, oh my goodness, there's the best thing that Mr. I Know I Need to Stop Talking bought me for Christmas. It's, it's like a sand timer, one of those glass sand timers, you know, like Dorothy has in The Wizard of Oz, only no Wicked Witch is involved, which is good, and it's not blood red, so it's not that like the one that Dorothy had in The Wizard of Oz, now I come to think of it. This is a terrible, terrible analogy. Anyway, it's a sand timer, but the magical thing about it is instead of being filled with sand, it's filled with little tiny metal filings, like, you know, the really, really tiny ones, and the bottom of it is magnetised, so you can turn it upside down and it makes beautiful shapes of magnetised iron filings. It's a joy, it's a genuine joy. I recommend getting one to anybody, although I'm having to keep it out of my reach for sometimes when I'm on very long Zoom calls, I'm very easily distracted. So the temptation to just sit there and, and play with that is, is quite overwhelming, which obviously would look quite rude to the person on the call, so I wouldn't do that. So, so that's sitting up there. I've got a, there's a lighter, for lighting my incense sticks. I love a bit of incense and I've got a lighter for lighting it. And the lighter is magical. Everything is very magical, isn't it? I'm, I'm clearly going for the magical vibe today. It's, oh, and I'm now gonna fail to be able to tell you how it's magical because I can't remember what the name of the thing is. It's like a, it's like a laser. Is that right? I think that's right. Maybe, I don't know. Anyway, you open the lid and there's like this little crackly line of bluey purple light 
and it looks like that would never light anything, but it does. It's magic. It's wonderful. So what what excitement on the on the desk of wonder? So actually, not much shit at all. But give it time. I'm sure the chill. Oh, hang on a minute. I've just see, just seen. No, behind the um behind the empty t- tin of biscuits, Beth has dumped. Let me have a look. What's this? Beth stumped a small packet of stone hearts, which I think are meant to be a present for someone. And I don't know. I've Beth. Hashtag be more Beth. I have no idea. I have no idea. So yeah, my new desk is very exciting. Alas, it is still situated in the vicinity of the dishwasher, which is ad infinitum being a total dick. I don't know if you can hear it in the background. It sounds like Niagara Falls. I don't know why. And almost certainly halfway through this, we'll get the regular beep, beep, beep. So that's nice. Good to know. Even in the middle of a pandemic, some things never change. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I feel very underwhelmed by 2021 so far. And really quite furious because in my head, I just thought, well, come on, we've we've done. I feel like I've done pandemic now. I feel like I've got that ticked off on my top trumps cards. I feel like I should be able to move to the next level. But no, here we are still in pandemic. And all joking aside, everybody out there working on the front line, everybody in the NHS, whether you're front of house or back office staff or cleaners or porters or whatever, thank you so, so, so much. And I know there's very little that we can do other than stay the fuck at home. But believe me, I am staying at the fuck at home. Apart from my one trip out this week, which I will tell you about shortly. It was very, very exciting. But yeah, thank you so much to everybody who's doing so much to look after us all and keep us safe. But despite that, 2021 still rather underwhelming. I've made my start to 2021 even shitter than it necessarily needed to be, because I'm the dick doing dry January. Yeah, I know, right? January isn't shit enough, so let's throw in dry January. I try and do it every year, mainly because it makes me feel virtuous as fuck, and I can like then go around to it and go, I'm doing dry January, and also because I then use it as carte blanche to basically um, not bother for the rest of the year. So that's that's kind of the reason for doing it. Get it out of the way and get it done with. But yeah, it is... It is quite shit, although I got into a full-blown row with Beth the other night. I poured myself, I've got some really nice tonic. It's a Fentiman's tonic and it's got, um, it's like a botanical one. Anyway, it's pink, which already is appealing to me massively because I do like the colour pink. And so I poured some of that into a wine glass on Friday night and then was chatting to Mr. I know I need to stop talking about dry January. And Beth went, well, you're not doing dry January. And I was like, well, I am doing dry January. She was like, well, you had a drink. I saw you. Well trying to argue with Beth that the tonic water was in fact just tonic water. I mean, even giving it to her to have a taste. And of course, tonic water tastes quite bitter, so that didn't really help my argument. So if the dry January police are are, are checking in, I promise that I am still doing dry January. But if you talk to Beth, she will she will give you a very different view of things. But yeah, solidarity to everybody else out there doing dry January. Woo, yeah, I'm sure we're going to feel some health benefits at some point. Let's fucking hope so. Eh? Um, good old 2021. It's been a funny old 24 hours, having had my little tiny post that I wrote in our little corner of the internet to a little missive to Mr. Williamson, just correcting some of the misconceptions that I see out there about teachers and TAs and school staff in general. And I've been blogging for, what is it, 12 years this year? Yeah, 12 years this year. And it still completely catches me by surprise when something I write, um, well, I suppose the, uh, the official term is going going viral, and given it's been seen by over a million people, I guess that is going viral by any any definition. But yeah, it's bizarre. You'd think by now, 
I would get a better handle on on the kind of things that that, that go mad on the internet. But no, didn't get it right with Celebrity Flaps and, and didn't guess that this one would either. But I'm pleased that it has because I hope that for all those of you working in education, and as I said earlier, there's there's loads of key workers doing amazing, amazing work out there and, and working in the most horrendous of circumstances. But I don't see any other group of key workers facing the same level of vilification from the media. And that's that's what I take issue with. That's why I try, you know, I'm not a teacher. I've never been a teacher and I don't know loads and loads about the world of teaching. But I was always brought up to make sure that if you're lucky enough to have a voice in a platform, I feel like you should speak up where you see wrong, wrong things happening. And that's definitely something which is close to my heart, right? Because my kids are my kids are in school and their their, their teachers are absolutely amazing. I mean, I'm not going to lie, there is definitely a fucking reason why I didn't become a teacher. And oh my goodness me, this pandemic has rammed that into my face multiple times. Teachers, I just don't know how you have the patience when when the kids don't get it. Maybe it's better if it's not your own children. But when my kids don't get it, and I'm just like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll try harder. Be better. Do it, do it better. Do it until you understand it. And of course, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to explain it. But it's quite hard, all those of you who are who do work in education, I'm sure, are nodding your heads now, going, yes, that's that's the skill in it. But when you try and explain something, like, so I was doing Friday night, goodness me, this is how rock and roll my life has become. Friday night, I was sat there with my pink tonic and Jamie and a laptop, and we were doing Pythagoras' theorem. Now, I love maths. Maths is my guilty pleasure. But Jamie was going to me, going to me well, why, why, why does that, how does that work? And I'm like, well, it just does. And he's like, and and quite rightly, he wants to understand behind it. And I'm like, well, it, well, it just does. You just add up the square of this side and it equals the square of the other two sides. And it, it just is. It just does. And then we watched the Theory of Everything last night. I'm a bit out of date watching that. The film about Stephen Hawking's. It's so good. If you haven't seen it, it's so, 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 so good. And... But the maths in that makes Pythagoras' theorem look really simple. In fact, maybe that's going to be my strategy from now on. Whenever we do something like that seems complicated, like Pythagoras' theorem, I'm going to show Jamie another clip from that film and go, well, there you go. Could be worse. Like I say, there's a there's a reason, reason I'm not a teacher. But the kids have been pretty good so far. I think Jamie's biggest challenge, and it is hilarious. So Jamie's teacher is brilliant. She does a registration. His tutor does a registration call every morning with Jamie's Jamie's tutor group. And you can imagine like a group of 13 year old teenagers and she's doing the morning, everybody, how are we? And you've got like got this radio silence. There's the, there's the most brilliant cartoon. I don't know who did it going around on the Internet. You might have seen it, which is the difference between Zoom calls with primary school kids and secondary school kids. And it's so true. So the primary school kids, it's like little cartoons of kids going, look, it's my shoe. Look, it's my dog. Look, it's my dad's ear. And all being really excited and talking all over each other. And then secondary school kids, it's just the teacher going, hello anybody there hello and it's just like this screen of 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 cameras turned off and everybody being very silent that is so true to life it hurts certainly if i if i use my children as the example but yeah jamie's jamie's biggest struggle and his entire classes based on the discussions i've heard so far have been getting out of bed in time for the 9am registration call but no, he's he's doing well. He's cracking on with it, and and likewise with Beth really. And I think I'm very lucky with my kids being at the age that they are because you know I'm working full time. Mister, I know I need to stop talking. Is is working full time? We're both lucky to be at home, but still trying to balance a full time job. And well, to be honest, even if I had full time to try and become a teacher, I'd still be a shit teacher. So trying to fit that in around a full time job, I'm a really really shit teacher. Really shit teacher. In fact, I think Jamie, who was very excited about the idea of another lockdown is probably gradually coming round to the fact that even going back to school 
would be better than being taught by mum for too much longer. Beth, of course, Beth is, as most of you know, Beth's, you know, loves in life are, are getting outside and playing sport and things like that. So sitting in front of a screen learning is, is not her favourite thing, but her school have been great and given a choice of activities. But it is classic Beth, and many of you will have seen this on the blog. They're learning about the solar system, which is, is cool. I know at least the names of the planets, so I feel I have one up on Pythagoras' theorem. So this, this was an improvement. And then at the end, there was like a, a choice of tasks. And I did a very quick skim read through. And I was like, okay, well, one of those looks really easy. One of those is going to be a fucking nightmare. And I was like, look, darling, you're going to draw a diagram of the solar system. Won't that be fun? And isn't that great? Because it's not messy and you can do it completely independently. And Beth, who has a very selective approach to reading, i.e. she reads if she feels it's an opportunity to get one over me or anybody else in the house, suddenly pitched that moment to start furiously reading through the text and went, no, I'm going to make a model. And I was like, ha ah, yeah, you could make a model, but won't a diagram be so much easier and so much less likely to destroy my entire fucking house? No, no, I'm going to make a model, she says. And of course, your your houses are probably like my, maybe not, maybe you're tidier, but my house is, is well, it's looked like a, a post office for, for most of December. So it's fucking full of old boxes and cardboard, which I've been patiently waiting for the bin men to come. Well, for Beth, this was like Aladdin's cave. We had cardboard everywhere. It was just, honestly, it, it, it was, yeah, it was a disaster zone. But having said that, she did then get on with it. She had an absolute ball. And the fact I couldn't move around the downstairs of my house was so worth it for, for the joy on her face. Because I think it's tough for the kids as well, isn't it? I think you've got some children who, who thrive on, on sort of being focused on lessons and things like that. Um, but you've also got some like, like Beth and like Jamie to a lesser extent. Well, no, I mean, Jamie's missing the being able to dick about with his mates, which turns out it's a lot harder to dick about in a class when there's just you and your mum standing over you going, shut up, get on with your work. So yeah, maybe Jamie too will will be looking forward to to going back to school. I doubt it, but you know, let's 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 look for the positives. But my big excitement this week, the big day out. I know, right? How exciting. It's a pandemic. Where are you gonna go? I went to the COVID test centre and I'm not exaggerating. I literally treated it like a night at the theatre. So I've been doing the COVID study app, the Zoe app for well, a number of months now. And those of you who do the app, it's, it's basically all you do is you log your symptoms once a day. I figure it's a little tiny way that I can hopefully help a little bit with the pandemic. I'm not working on the front line, but maybe that helps someone a bit. And you log your symptoms and you either say that you're feeling fine or you say you're not feeling great. And I was feeling a bit rubbish on Friday, so I logged a few symptoms. Well, lo and behold, on Saturday morning, I got an email through from them. And, I, and they weren't the typical symptoms that you're supposed to test for. But I got an email through from them on Saturday morning saying, well, actually, we'd like you to go for a test. Well, the excitement. It was like being selected for the winning lottery ticket. I was like going to Mr. I know I need to stop talking. I've got to go for a test. He was like, oh, you can get a home test, can't you? I was like, or I could go out. Put on my best clothes. You think I'm exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. I put on a really nice outfit. I did my makeup. I did my hair. I was going to curl my hair, but I thought, no, probably a step too far to curl my hair as well. So I did my makeup, did my hair. And then I had selected a drive through through test because I thought that I could take the car out because I hadn't taken the car out for a couple of weeks. Double whammy. It was about a 15 minute drive away. And I think maybe, you know, Mr. I know need to stop talking was concerned or, you know, it's a long way. Will you be OK? Will I be OK? I was honestly, it was like I was going on holiday. I was so excited. Got myself a drink, got into the car, put my music on. 
I love to play music and I love to sing and I love to do both of those things really, really, really loudly, which is not conducive to living with other people because this time I know I need to stop talking and the children are very tolerant of my musical tastes, but the level I have my music on probably would not be acceptable for anybody else within about 20 mile radius. In the car, no one can hear. It's a delight. So I put on, put on my tunes and I put on Google Maps and I drove off to the test centre. And then I got there and I'd never been to a, a COVID test centre before. So I didn't really know what to expect. I thought, well, you know, obviously we're in the peak of the pandemic. There's probably going to be long queues. And I was secretly a little bit excited about this because I was like, it's going to be like a whole half day out. This is so exciting. Got there. There was no queue. No queue really efficient, ushered straight in. I was like, no. But then the excitement of talking face to face with another person. And I know you're not really supposed to do that too much, but obviously it's very safe. You have masks on, you only open the window of your car a little bit. And so I was, I mean, if you were working at the test centre that I went on Saturday, I'm so sorry, because I probably looked like I'd never been allowed out by myself before, which I feel a little bit like that's the case, given how long we've all been in bloody lockdown in the last last 12 months. So I was chatting. It's great because you get to you get to talk to lots of different people. So you start as a first person and then you go to the next person and they give you the test and then you go and do the test and then somebody else comes over and then another person. Yeah, so four different people. Well, I was, how are you? How's your day? Do you like your job? Is it great? oh you must be really cold or that must be really tough and their reactions they were all lovely but their reactions definitely varied from oh yeah no I'm happy to have a little bit of a chat to please shut the fuck up and let me do my job it's fucking freezing and everyone working and volunteering in test centres thank you so much it was unbelievably smooth unbelievably smooth did my test and and then drove back home again and was home within I don't know 45 minutes after I'd set out but oh what a 45 minutes and my hair was on point which only I and the wing mirror appreciated but still my hair was on point it was very very exciting so that's been one of the big excitements of the week the other the other big excitement shows I know I need to stop talking Mr I know I need to stop talking has bought himself a virtual reality headset I don't know if anybody's been in a virtual reality headset before it's fucking bonkers. Like, genuinely, I can't describe how unhinged it is. It's, well, I was going to try and describe it. I don't think you can really describe it, but obviously the, the premise is you put this headset on your head and then you're in the headset thing. Look, I don't even understand how it, wor- how it works now. I'm thinking that I've gone into a whole different world. Obviously, I'm still in my living room, but it is like you've gone into a different world because all around you is like this 3D landscape. It's very weird. It's very weird. I don't think I like it, to be completely honest. It's, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. There's some beautiful things out there. So I've always loved the idea of climbing big mountains. Were it not for the fact that you have to actually climb them, which I think would be the bit that I would not enjoy, which I suspect means might possibly be the area where I'd fall down as a mountaineer than not wanting to do the climbing of the mountains. But other than that, I'd love to climb mountains. But the views, the views from the top. So on one of these virtual reality things, you can go and you can be at the top of Everest. It's amazing. It's so beautiful. So I can, I can kind of see the appeal, but I suspect I'm probably not their target audience anyway. But, oh my goodness me, oh my goodness me, I wish I could share this with you all. So, David Attenborough has obviously done these series of videos about the natural world. And he did a whole series, I think, focusing on insects. Well, you can view these insect videos through the reality, the virtual reality headset. And Jamie is brilliant in the reality, um, virtual reality headset anyway, because he has quite extreme reactions to stuff. And he's, it's made funnier by the fact he's typically really laid back. So when he has these extreme reactions, it's very, very, very fucking funny. 
So we got him, we, we got him, got this headset on. So Mr. I Know I Need to Stop Talking had looked at the, these particular videos. I was like, oh, Jamie, they're amazing. These are amazing. You've got, you've got to watch some of those. So he'd sat Jamie down to watch one of those. And I was, I think I was working at the time. And from the other side of the house, I became aware of like these yells and shrieks. And I said afterwards, I said, what, what was going on? And Mr. I Know I Need to Stop Talking was like, oh, you've got to see Jamie watching one of these videos. Well, we did then sit down to watch Jamie watch one of these videos and cruelly, because I'm a cruel parent, I filmed it. Not to, you know, show anybody, just to have as convenient evidence if he ever tries to be a dick. And, oh my goodness me, absolutely crying with laughter. Like I say, he's usually so chilled where he sat there. <laughs> he's just sat there. He's like, chill, chill, chill. And then obviously these, these creatures, these insects, because of how you're watching it, are like at eye level you're at their eye level so jamie was suddenly like literally shrieking and screaming and um yeah what's touching my ear what's touching my ear oh it's the headset i mean it was just gold it was absolute gold so yeah maybe i'll um maybe i'll persuade him to let me put that on the blog that it was it was fantastic it was very 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 funny very funny but yeah he he did find it all find it all slightly terrifying which you know as a cruel parent is is very amusing we we also were watching i don't know if anybody saw gogglebox on friday night i love gogglebox very funny did anybody else see the vampire finch what the actual fuck so for anybody who didn't there's a so gogglebox i think everybody's familiar with the premise it shows clips from um a series of tv that's been on over the week this was tv that had been on over christmas you know various people watching it and and you see their reactions to it effectively so in this clip for anybody who didn't see it it was another nature program and it was out on the galapagos islands and there's this little cute looking bird called a vampire finch now clearly the clue should probably be in the name that all will not be entirely well but they're sitting there looking all cute and all fluffy and all nice and then these great big white birds rock up called the boobies again a clue might be in the name that not particularly all there and these little finches jump onto the backs of the boobies now i was thinking because i know there's some creatures that do that and then they like they like de-louse the bird and i was thinking oh how sweet it's like a it's like a bird spa no 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 this is not this is not a bird spa this is the worst worst bird spa ever the little fucking vampire finches get on these boobies and they basically pull out their feathers and there's blood everywhere it's like a fucking massacre and at this point, you'd think that the boobies would run off, wouldn't you? No, no, the boobies just sit there and there's a great shot where the camera like zooms in on the boobies, who are much, much bigger than the vampire finches, zooms in and, and there's just this great shot where they kind of zoom in on their, on their eyes and they just look sort of slight, slightly shell-shocked, as I suppose you would do if some vampire finch was um, destroying the hell out of your ass, which is effectively what they're doing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrifying. So yeah, vampire finches... They will haunt your dreams. They are almost as terrifying. The other thing that was on Gogglebox on Friday night, and I am a child of the 80s, not the 70s, so I think I just missed out on this entire period of my life. Fanny Craddock. Fanny Craddock, who is a, a oh, well, I suppose she's like the 70s version of, of Nigella Lawson. I mean, Nigella Lawson is, is intimidating, but she has nothing, nothing on Fanny. Fanny looks furious the entire time she cooks. I mean, it was so funny. It was, I, I genuinely had to get up and go to the toilet because I was going to wee myself. Oh, isn't it glamorous being middle-aged and having had two kids? But I was going to actually wee myself. So funny. She just looks absolutely livid. The, it's, and the contrast to Nigella, who's like, come here and I will like rub your penis between my breasts while I make you a sandwich. Fanny Craddock's like, I will take your penis and I will slice it like fucking salami. That's what she was thinking. Uh, no penis as well 
were harmed in the in the making of Fanny's Christmas cake, just to just to reassure you. But yeah, she is also terrifying. So Vampire Finches and Fanny Craddock will be haunting haunting my dreams. Haunting my dreams. Although speaking of dreams, Sunday lunch today, sun, Sunday lunch, it's always surreal in our house because you never know quite what conversation topics the kids are going to come up with. Beth, apropos of absolutely nothing. I had a really good dream last night. I dreamt that I had no teeth and my eyeballs had come out of my mouth and my eyeballs were in my mouth in place of my teeth. Okay. And then my eyebrows came down and they were where my elbows were and my elbows were where my feet were and my feet were up by my knees. She scares me. She scares me. I'm going to sleep with one eye open tonight. I'm sure this is all probably building up to her telling me she's got to create some kind of Frankenstein's monster. I reckon that's what's that's what's going to be happen next. So yeah, sleeping with one eye open tonight is is probably is probably wise. So yeah, it's been a it's been a funny old start to the year. It has been a strange start, and I think. There's a, there's a lot of scary stuff out there right now, and I know there has been for some time, and I'm sure we've all definitely got pandemic fatigue, but we're just going to keep on going. We have got to keep on going. It's really hard. It's really hard right now, and I think there's lots of people perhaps feeling guilty for finding it hard. I think I see that quite a lot, because we all know that there are you know people working on the front line, people, carers, people who are suffering, people who are struggling, and I think there can be a real temptation to minimise how we're feeling to minimise the fact that actually everybody's struggling right now, everybody's finding things hard. And I don't think it's good. I don't think it's I don't think it's healthy to to bottle up that with a kind of, oh well it's it's tougher for other people. It's hard for everybody right now and it and it's not it's not competition, it's not competitive grief, it's not competitive tough times. It's just a bit fucking shit for everybody at the minute. Particularly those of us who are dicks enough to do dry January. So do what you need to do. Be kind to you. Find some things that make you happy, whether it's sitting and eating the rest of the the Christmas chocolate. I'm looking at the empty box of biscuits as I say this. I clearly won't be eating those. Whether it's having nice long baths, whether it's reading some great books, whether it's dancing to your favourite songs, or when you get your your occasional trip out, maybe like me, to go and play, play your music as loud as you possibly can. But don't fall into that trap of thinking that you don't deserve to find things hard. It's not a competition. Like I say, it's fucking shit for everybody right now and we all need to do our, our little bit. But I went out earlier into the front garden and spring is spring is definitely coming. My snowdrops are coming up. There's lots of bulbs coming up and there are lots of green shoots of good things on the way. And I truly, truly fucking hope that at some point in the future, all of this will be but a distant memory. But there is a way, there's clearly a way to go, go yet. So, so do look after yourselves. Do stay safe. I'll try not to remember, forget what the days are for next week and actually do a fucking podcast next weekend. That would be good, wouldn't it? With my new desk. How exciting. What will be on my desk next week? And celebration time. The dishwasher hasn't beeped, so it's not all bad. There we go. Look after yourself, my loves. Stay safe. Be good. And I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye bye.